Hi, good morning. It is currently morning on Wednesday, August 25th, and I am on a philatelic adventure, so I thought I would fire up the uh, old iPhone, the uh, old audio recording, and just kind of let you guys into what's going on. I'll be making a clip for every leg of the journey. So today's overarching goal is to commemorate a drive that me and my family make all the time, and that is the drive that we make from our home uh, in Boulder County, Colorado to the mountains, to Summit County. So I will be making this drive a lot more because we are closing on a condo at a ski resort in Summit County uh, tomorrow. So we are super excited. I'm actually driving up there to do the final inspection of the unit. So I thought it would be a good opportunity to do this project. So basically the the goal is to hit every post office that is on the way from my home to my new uh, vacation home. So not literally every post office uh, in terms of where we are in Boulder County. There are many more post offices. I'm definitely going to do another project uh, in commemoration of a big anniversary for Boulder County Incorporating. But basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through Golden, Colorado, and then as I'm heading south to I-70, this is basically the, the I-70 project. So it's Interstate 70, which is a major artery cutting uh, right and left, west and south on your map uh, through Colorado. And that's the main access to Summit County, to the mountains. So I am going to get to Golden, and then I'll basically get after Golden to I-70, and then I'll start going west. And from that point on, I have identified every post office from Golden, Colorado to my ultimate destination, which is Frisco. Now the property is in Copper Mountain. Copper Mountain is not a city as far as I can understand. It's definitely a resort area and all of the mailing addresses for properties in Copper Mountain are Frisco. So Frisco will be my last, uh, I should say my furthest west. I gotta have to tell you a little bit about why I can't say first or last because what I basically am doing is I'm going to 10 different post offices. So let me just mention this right off the top in case you don't make it further into the episode. I'll be doing uh, Lafayette, I'll be doing Golden, and then I'll be getting to Idaho Springs. Then I will go west to Dumont, then to Empire, then to Georgetown, then to Silver Plume, then to Dillon, Silverthorne, and Frisco will be the 10th and final stop. So I am on my way west and I really, I couldn't start. I mean, I wanted to start as early as I can. So it's just after eight o'clock in the morning here in Colorado. So I am on the road, but my post office in Lafayette doesn't open until nine. So I am aiming to hit all of these post offices and get postmarks on my commemorative card that I'll describe in a minute here. I'm gonna try to get every one of these 10 post offices in the 10 day, it, it, 10 post offices in the same day. And if it doesn't work, I'm not going to get stressed out about it because, you know, today is not a super meaningful day in the history of I-70 or in this drive. I really couldn't tie a specific significant uh, day in my life to this project. So it really doesn't matter to me. And that's the beautiful thing about making these custom projects is there are really no rules and I'm not really doing it for monetary value. This is sentimental value. I want to frame this. I haven't decided if I'm going to hang the uh, the artifact that I'm putting together in the condo at Copper Mountain, if I'm going to hang it up in my home. 
I'm really not sure where to put it, but it doesn't really matter right now. I just need to get the postmarks because the main thing is I want to have, you know, today-ish, you know, or you know, sometime in 2021, doesn't really matter, but I want the date. Most importantly, I want the, the town. I need the city to be represented on the cancellation. So I think it's going to be cool. I've seen a lot of people do similar projects. I think I saw a gentleman put together a large oversized card that had a lot of George Washington stamps on it. I don't know if he is getting a cancellation and a postmark for like the first day of issue for every one of these stamps. I'm really not sure uh, how he's tying all the George Washington stamps together, but what I have done is I have grabbed a postage stamp that represents, is a US postage stamp that represents some aspect about each of these 10 cities. So I will be, you know, giving, you know, in every chapter, if you will, of this episode, I will be giving all the details and specs about each one of these specific stamps. But for right now, this opening chapter, this is the prologue. My basic goal here is to make a custom. It's actually one of a kind. I'm not making many of these. I know some people will do these projects for profit and they will have 10, 15 or 20 of these. Uh, made as they go along and create them. But for me, it's personal. It's just me in the car today. Uh, the kids are back in person at school, which is amazing. And then my wife is working from home. She wishes she could join me on this adventure, but she does have a important presentation that she couldn't miss. So that's the basic overview. I don't know, the, the card is, I think, eight inches by 10 inches. I had it printed at my local uh, printing company, which again, I love supporting local. Um, and they are named Morel Printing, and Morel Printing does all of our Christmas cards, our Christmas letters, birthday invitations. They do it all, and they do it all extremely well. So I basically uh, got into Adobe Illustrator because I'm definitely a, a line art vector graphics nerd coming from my work in graduate school, making all those technical drawings for research papers, and also for my anatomy courses, now it's time to put those skills to another use. And I basically took a screenshot of I-70 from Google Maps, set that as the background in my Illustrator file, and I traced over that background image. And I basically have a vertical line that represents Highway 287, which is what I'm on right now. And I will be taking this to the intersection of I-70, Interstate 70. And so I have these two big lines that are in the middle of this 8x10 uh, cardstock. I did want it to be durable, so it is matte, also matte finish. I think you need to pay attention to that. If I got glossy, I would be so nervous about the ink setting in on this card. Um, I don't know. Hopefully it does still work okay. Uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. But I've got these two large lines on the on the card and they're labeled 287 and I-70 and then I also have a little dot for each one of the cities along the way. Remember there are 10 stops on today's adventure and then I have the city labeled. Now this is where things got complicated in laying this out. I needed to make sure I not only had enough space on the card to put a postage stamp, 10 postage stamps that represent each city, but also the postmark. So I think I got lucky. This is where doing a lot of research and a lot of preparation ahead of time uh, is really going to pay off, I hope. So I have my stamps spaced out. And then I also put some other areas of interest, like Georgetown. The city of Georgetown is just uh, located next to Lake George. And I actually grew up, because as you may recall, I am a 
native of Colorado, and I have been driving on Interstate 70 for many decades now. And George, Lake George is an awesome uh, landmark off, off the interstate. So I put that on there. I also put the Eisenhower Tunnel on my card. And that is just basically represented as a large gray rectangle that is a set of uh, two tunnels, technically. We just refer to this Eisenhower Tunnel here in Colorado. But there are two tunnels, and they cut through the mountain uh, near the city of Loveland. Excuse me, near the ski resort of Loveland. And it helps us get through and get to Summit County a lot quicker than going around and taking treacherous mountain passes. So things are looking good. I've got the card ready. I've also got Lake Dillon on the card because Lake Dillon is amazing. I'll have to tell you more about it when I get there. But that's the basic overview of the project. An 8x10 card, 10 cities, 10 stops, 10 postage stamps that I will hopefully get canceled uh, handback service that I will request that as I have mentioned on this podcast if you're if you're a listener you know that every time you stop and request this service you never know what you're going to get because different postal clerks have different um, interpretations of their of their rules they have different pressures on their job uh, I can totally understand that if I am in line with like 70 people that a postal clerk is not going to be extremely uh, you know, willing to donate a lot of time to me and my project. So hopefully I've got a really solidified pitch at the moment. Hopefully I can be my, at my nicest today, my most politeness, and I will be able to get these cancellations. And I am on my way to Golden, and I will check in with you when I get there. Thanks. Okay, so uh, it's now 1140 and I had to take care of business in Frisco uh, over there, I should say in Copper Mountain. And now I am just done going to my first post office. So it looks like I'm working from extreme west and I just had my first stop. So I actually did not go to Golden first. I went to the town of Frisco. So I, there was no line. You had to ring a bell to call the clerk up to the counter, which was fine. Walter was great. I explained to him I was a collector. I'm on a mission today. He showed me his post uh, marking device. He was totally fine with me doing it myself. Uh, most clerks get pretty nervous, I would imagine, on uh, destroying or not making things perfect for us crazy collectors. So I was able to strike the two cent commemorative postage stamp, which uh, shows a skier for the Lake Placid Winter Olympics. I forget the year and I am driving right now, so it's not safe for me to look up any details any further, but basically I made a good strike right there, August 25th, and it is the same diameter that I was planning on. It's about the diameter of a quarter. So now I'm going to the area of Lake Dillon, and on one side of I-70 we have Frisco, and on the, no, ah, we have Silverthorne, and on the other side we have Dillon. So I believe I am going to the Silverthorne post office first because that one is open then the Dillon post office and then I think the real tricky one for today is next and that is Silver Plume they're only open between 12 and 2 p.m. so that is going to be very interesting and I am exiting now off of Interstate 70 into Silverthorne to be at their post office in about four minutes I will jump in try to obtain my postmark and then I will check back in Thank you.
right, I am done with Silverthorn, and I'm now headed to Dillon. So Silverthorn was great. Uh, these mountain post offices are very small. There's very few people inside. They're very slow. So I'm having great conversations with postal clerks. Uh, I did not get this woman's name. She did not have a name badge. Uh, she did have a coat zipped up, so maybe it was underneath, but she was great. Uh, I explained that I'm a collector. I'm working on a project. I really hope that the project gets more and more excitement and is, easy, is easier once the clerks see that I've gotten so many postmarks on my object. So my, my card is looking good. Silver Thorn is a little tricky. They did not have the uh, inch in diameter, about the diameter of a quarter, about 25 cents, right? They did not have that small one. So it was bigger, but they still let me uh, take the device and make my own mark and it looks okay. I hope I get the smaller ones from here on out because I am going to probably run out of space and I don't know if things are going to overlap. I don't know. But if you're doing this uh, someday yourself, it's really fun. I'm explaining things to the clerk and then she's recognizing I'm a collector and we just get into a quick conversation because there's no one behind me in line. And so we're talking about collecting. She said she used to work in North or South Dakota. I can't remember, but there was a judge there who was a stamp collector, and he was aware of some kind of process. I'll have to look into this, or maybe you guys can, can fill me in, where you can get your own stamp. Now, I don't think she literally meant your own postage stamp. I think she meant that maybe judges, I don't know if it's everyone that's in the public, civilians, could request their own stamp, and I don't exactly know what she meant. She must have meant some kind of cancellation device. So she wasn't sure about that. She said, no, I can't do that at first. But then he educated her on the requirements and he was able to successfully get his own permit number. And he was number one. And I really don't know what he did with this. Maybe he added it like I could have my own special permit if I was in this type of position. I don't really know. I'm going to have to follow up on it. And then uh, she, w I, I'm, I'm, it's also my daughter's birthday today, so I'm trying to find happy birthday stamps to make a custom cover for her. And they didn't have them, but she's leafing through the binder of stamps. And there's a lot of great ones, tap dancing, all the recent issues that have come out this year were there. But I'm looking for, you know, one of the many designs the post office has done that is happy birthday. I guess tap dance would have been awesome because my daughter is a tap dancer. But anyway... I, she pulled out a wrapper. She said, oh, you might be interested in this. And out of the bottom of the drawer, it is the inverted Jenny commemorative sheet that commemorates, I think in, in you know, 1918 is when that stamp was originally issued in the first series of airmail stamps, the 24 cent. And then in 2018, they did a centennial uh, recognition. And it's the one where you can't see what the design is because I think a hundred of these were actually printed with the airplane in the proper position. So the original uh, millions or billions that were printed are commemorating the invert error. So the, the not valuable one will be inverted and they're $2 per stamp. So th they're still going to be cool. I don't have this souvenir sheet yet, but there is a small chance that this is one of the 100 sheets that were printed that have the plane in the correct configuration which makes it rare and valuable because it's a flip on the flip i don't know how more confusing this could be but the podcast i listen to make it sound like all 100 of these sheets have not been found 
I think they were counting and tracking and they were up into the 50s. And that was a couple of years ago. So I don't know. This is kind of like a Willy Wonka moment for me. I'm looking at this thing on the car seat next to me. Uh, I'll take it home and I'll have my family open it. And it could be one of these rare out of 100. Now that is very, very unlikely. But I don't know. Sometimes I get these feelings when I'm at with grandma at bingo and I think I'm going to win the $200 jackpot. And I, I have that feeling right now. So I couldn't pass up on it. So maybe 12 bucks will turn into, I don't know, when these have sold recently. I think they've gone for like $100,000. I, I don't really know, but that would be amazing. So anyway, that's what's going on for me. Frisco and Silverthorn are done. And just across the highway now, I'm going to Dillon. I'll be at the Dillon Post Office in two minutes, uh, hoping to catch them before they go on any kind of lunch break. And uh, I'll continue my journey. So stay tuned. I'll be checking in again soon. Okay, here we go. Next check-in. I just finished stepping inside of the Dillon, Colorado post office. Bit bigger. There's a bit more action, a bit more activity and population here. So there was, you know, a lot bigger post office, a lot more P.O. boxes, but really not a lot of people. It's 12 noon, so everyone's out on lunch break, and I was so worried that this post office would be on lunch break, but they were not. So all good to go, and I am driving away from the Dillon post office, and it went pretty well. We had a, a much younger gentleman that was uh, staffing the counter, and I explained I was a collector and blah, 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 and he, at the end of all that, asked me, so what is it you want? And I was like, oh, sorry, um, I would just like your cancellation device. It was right there near the counter, so I pointed at it, and he's like, oh, yeah, here you go. Now, this is number two the second cancellation device that is pretty big and I'm getting a little nervous about that because again as you'll see when you get a, see a picture of this the the margin for uh, you know space between stamps is not great so I am lucky however the um, the Dylan stamp is at the bottom of the uh, the card so I did have some space but um yeah, it's getting tight. So unfortunately, I didn't have the smaller size. I used the larger one, but whatever. And I actually, I think I missed the stamp. This is so embarrassing um, and so unfortunate. My goal, of course, is to, you know, do what they, they say uh, in cover collecting, tie the stamp to the cover. So demonstrate by continuous ink that this stamp is on this cover at the time it was postmarked and there's no question that it was added later so now that i'm at a traffic light yeah i i barely you know missed the perfs on this so kind of sucks i mean the postmark looks great but i did not hit the stamp so i'll try to do better it looks like i'm three down and seven to go on my journey and i am starting extremely west in frisco and moving east along i-70 so now I'm about to get onto I-70 again and I'll be headed east and I will be headed to Silver Plume, which I'm so glad the timing is the way that it is because Silver Plume is the lone post office that has the tightest window of hours. It is only open from 12 to 2 p.m. So I have no idea what I'm going to stumble upon, uh, what the clerk will look like, if there will be cobwebs and dust everywhere. 
I, I really don't know what I'm in for, but I will make it known that I'm on this mission to get a postmark. And it looks like I can update you on the stamps I've used. So Silverthorn, I used a 29 cent fly fishing stamp uh, from the 90s. I can't remember what year or what the Scott catalog number is for this stamp, but it is a Royal Wolf fly. And there's a lot of fly fishing in the, the creeks and rivers and streams around Silverthorn. So that was my choice. And then also uh, in Dillon, it, you know, it's kind of hard to not go with a cliche winter theme for all of these. So for Dillon, Dillon is known for a dam that was installed to form Dillon Reservoir. Very controversial, ended up flooding uh, a lot of land and a lot of uh, buildings and structures that were occupied. So I think it was a very contentious event in Colorado history. But of course there was money in developing this reservoir and building this dam. I am not sure if it's hydroelectric. I am not sure if it generates any power, but it is the, the, you know, one of the results is a very amazing lake in the middle of the mountains. So we do enjoy uh, Dillon Reservoir. And so I have a 1952 commemorative three cent run of the mill um, stamp that is commemorating Dill, uh, dam generated power. So part of this uh, like land reclamation series where the message is we are uh, rec recognizing the role that these types of industrial innovations are playing in our society. So uh, again, I missed, the, I missed that stamp with the cancellation device, but now I'm going to Silver Plume. I couldn't tell you a lot about Silver Plume, but when I was looking up Silver Plume, I did find that it was a uh, mining town that developed uh, probably around the 1860s with the discovery of silver in the area. Uh, hence the name of the town. So I'll have to direct you to Wikipedia for some more history about Silver Plume. So I've got a Silver Centennial stamp from 1859. So it looks like the, uh, the real boom in silver in the United States was in 1859. And that may be around the year where Silver Plume was founded, maybe a little bit later. I don't know my silver mining history, but I've got a four cent 1959 stamp on my card waiting to be postmarked in Silver Plume. And I guess while I'm on that subject, when you're doing this kind of project, you have to buy Mint Never Hinge postage stamps. So it is a relatively inexpensive project. Uh, Morel Printing only charged me like one or two dollars to have the, the card printed. And now I'm looking at the card and I think probably the most expensive stamp to get Mint Never Hinge is the I don't know, it might not even be those red two cent commemoratives from the 1920s and 30s. Those were pretty mass produced and seem to be pretty inexpensive to find. Maybe I can list the, um, the price of the stamps and kind of give you the whole total invoice cost of doing this project. But fortunately, I was already driving to Frisco and Copper Mountain, so I'm not necessarily out gas for the special trip and the post office does not charge any sort of fee for this handbag postmark cancellation. So uh, it took a lot of trial and error. I do recommend doing a draft on paper and getting some postage stamps that represent the size of what you're going to put on the card. You do have to do a great deal of research deciding what stamp you're going to put on there because I do think it's going to be a much more interesting artwork piece, philatelic piece, because each one of the stamps tells a story and is representative and reflecting of the history of the city that is postmarked. So 
Uh, you definitely recommend you do a lot of layout. You can do this in Adobe Illustrator too, right? You can get an eight by 10 canvas or artboard in your file and then you can get the measurements of your stamps and you can mock the whole thing up digitally. You can do the mock cancellations as well. I am gonna uh, advocate that you do spread your stamps out and try to accommodate the larger postmark device because that is probably what I'm gonna see the most of on this trip. I've got another project in the works and I'm glad that I haven't printed that yet because I will have to live and learn about that. Um, also a lesson learned, the ink that is used on these postmark devices, the first three of them has been red. Now I think I might've had some dumb luck here I thought about what would be a good background for the surrounding area uh, for this um, line map, this line drawing, this map of I-70. I did not want it to be very busy, like a bunch of pine trees, for example. So what I did is I picked a nice green color, kind of like what Google does when they show national parks on maps. So I did that, and I uh, the green on the red ink on the green does work. My point is if I would have picked something red or black, that would have been a kiss of death for the project. But I got lucky that I picked some complementary colors. And I don't know, you might wanna consider the ink being red, you might wanna do white as a background. I guess it kinda of depends on what you're going for with your card. And now that I think about other cards that have inspired me, to do these kinds of projects, I don't know what they use, and I don't know if they're doing first day um, cancellations, which are typically black ink, so it really doesn't matter. So, like I said, I'm about 15 miles away from the Silver Plume post office, and I am getting pictures outside of each one of the post offices as I go, and so far I am three for three, and things are going well, and I will check in with you at the next stop. Thanks. Okay, well, Silver Plume was a bust. That was very interesting. It is like two or three streets just off of and paralleling the highway. Very, very tiny mountain town, very rustic. A lot of Victorian era houses just looked amazing. A church, the post office, antique store, a bed and breakfast. I mean, it looked fantastic. Uh, sleepy little town, didn't see anybody. And I got to the post office, it's very small. There's a lobby that's lined with P.O. boxes on one side, and it looks like there is a there is a window and there is a door, but nobody responded to me knocking on either one of those. So everything was closed up. Silver Plume is advertised to being open until two o'clock. So I really am bummed because I have to keep moving on to my next destinations and I don't know if I'm going to make it back by the time they're open, but I'm only like four or five miles away from Georgetown. So I'm going to go into Georgetown. I'm going to go to the Georgetown post office. I'm, I'm about three minutes from that. And then maybe when I'm done there, I will go back to Silver Plume. But that was really wild. There are signs everywhere saying call Georgetown. They are delivering the postage due to the shortage. I just don't think there may be enough postal staff to maybe maintain the silver plume hours and 
you know, that might be my fault. I am going off of what Google advertises on Google Maps as the hours of these businesses. And yeah, Silver Plume may not have been accurate. So I called the number that they posted and the number is disconnected. So yikes, here we go. I'm exiting I-70 now on my eastward journey. I'm gonna go into Georgetown, try to get their post office and then uh, get a little lunch. And then I will be checking in again. It's around 1237. So uh, the adventure continues. All right, I am leaving Georgetown, Colorado, and this was fantastic. Another awesome old historical post office. Uh, great, great vintage rustic feel to it. It was amazing. And I got a two for one. Remember how I just mentioned Silver Plume was a little bit of a letdown? Well, I got to talking to the woman, uh, Miss Anita, at the Georgetown post office desk. And she, uh, after um, seeing what my project was and um, recognizing what my, uh, oops, sorry, there goes the police. Let me just make sure they aren't after me. Um, and making sure that I got my Georgetown stamp postmark. I told her about Silver Plume, and you know, she's the one that is going up to staff the Silver Plume branch. And I asked her when she was going to get up there. She said 1.30. I just got out of a meeting that went from 1 to 2.30. So I was not going to make Silver Plume. And I said, you know, by any chance, do you have a, a round date postmarking device for Silver Plume? Totally random question, right? There, there's no way. But you know, you got to ask sometimes. The answer is no, if you don't ask. So I did. And she said she does have it. So she was pretty reluctant and I understand why. So it was a pretty special circumstance that she allowed this and she was able to also get my silver plume stamp. So now that I've got Georgetown down, I'm five cities down. Let me just take a look here. I am done with Frisco, Silverthorne, Dillon, Silver Plume, and Georgetown. So the five that I have left, I'm going to Empire next. Then I'll go to Dumont, Idaho Springs, Golden, and then I'll wrap things up in my hometown of Lafayette. So again, thank you, Anita. Uh, great job, Georgetown. A really cool post office it was painted in this great baby blue, like powder blue exterior, and just a really cool looking post office inside. And uh, Georgetown is a great town. It was There's a lot of fun there. There's a lot of good things to do and a lot of memories going there growing up as well. So I'm off to Empire, which is in five miles, five minutes. So I'll be checking in with you guys again soon. Thanks. the town of Empire. I did have to get on another highway, just going north a little bit on Highway 40 from I-70. So Empire, again, another small mountain town, great community, great feel, great interesting sights. I'm seeing international flags flying. I don't really know what that's all about, but uh, yeah, it's a pretty cool place. And I was able to step inside the lobby of a relatively small post office. And Miss Vicky was there. 
Uh, it was kind of fun when I was in Georgetown, Anita uh, said that I would run into Vicky up in Empire, and she sure was right. Uh, Vicky was there, and she was a big help. She helped me get my uh, Empire uh, Empire State Building stamp uh, canceled with today's date. So, again, another large diameter uh, round dated cancel, and uh, you know it was either that or the a smaller one uh, with black ink. I don't know. I don't know all the tech specs and all the names. I'm hoping to learn that uh, what these different devices are called and their different sizes. But again, Empire being north of the highway is at the top of my card and I've had plenty of space. So now I'm headed to a town I never really heard of or knew much about growing up, even though I've been driving this highway uh, all my life. So this is gonna be pretty interesting to go to the town of Dumont, and I do need to keep my eyes on the road because there could be some mountain goats, some mountain sheep, apparently. Haven't seen uh, any of those around lately, but I am on my way from Empire to Dumont, and then I'll really start picking up speed. There's a little bit more um, distance between some of these cities coming up here. Right now, I've got about four miles between Empire and Dumont, so I am on my way there, and then I think I'll have a bit longer of a drive. But I am, again, in a race against the clock. I want to try to get to Lafayette before that post office closes. Uh, there's also some dinner reservations for my daughter's birthday, so everything seems to be going well. I think I probably could have pushed down on the cancellation device a little bit harder uh, there in Empire, but I'm learning, I'm wheeling, I'm dealing. Overall, it looks really good. I have had some horror stories uh, handing my philatelic device uh, covers over to uh, folks at post offices, and they're just they were just you know hitting the stamps with the cancellation device like all over the place. They weren't even making sure the device was right side up. So I have learned that it is probably best if I can ask permission to hold the device. But, um, you know, you, you do get some clerks that are, I don't want to do this because I'll mess it up for you. You've also got some like Anita in Georgetown that thought it was really cool. And she was more than happy to do it herself. So I am on my way to Dumont. I will be checking in with you after that. It's around 2.45 in the afternoon. So I think I've got plenty of time. It's just all about how rushed do I want to be when I get home, how much traffic am I going to hit on I-70? I think it was very smart to also consider doing this on a Wednesday, middle of the week, not a lot of mountain traffic, and uh, I would say things are going pretty well overall. I'm about to make my exit, and I will check in again with you after the next stop. Okay. Done with Dumont. That was another very small post office. You know, you walk in, uh, the building might be like 20 feet by 30 feet. There's a big lobby, all the P.O. boxes, and then you've got the small window with the clerk uh, who, you know, was giving me some, you know, pretty blank stares there as I was explaining what I was trying to do. Uh, must not be very common at all, right? So I was going through the whole spiel and then I, I asked if she had the canceling device and she had a smaller one so we're back to the the quarter size cancellation round dated uh, devices and that was really nice it, it saved me some space and now I'm on my way to Idaho Springs now Idaho Springs is four miles away about six minutes traffic eastbound I-70 is looking really good 
And uh, yeah, you know, it was really funny. This was a postal clerk who was not ready to hand the device over to me. She looked like she was ready to take charge. And, um, you know, when you're getting these things marked, you really want to make sure that you explain that they are just barely hitting the stamp. You want to be able to read the postmark, I find. And if that is like on the stamp, the design on the stamp really conflicts with the actual text on the canceling device. So I really hope that the next couple of uh, clerks allow me. I did ask. She was already on her way to hit the paper by the, you know, she's just very ready to do it and ready to take charge. So I am grateful that I got the cancellation and I do believe Dumont and August 25th was legible and I think we're good to go. So now I'm on my way to Idaho Springs, which has an interesting Native American history. I, I believe if I'm getting this correct, the Native people at the time uh, either established the location or they frequently migrated. I think I think of many Native Americans as uh, migratory, right? And they, they would come to the springs, uh, they would come to the natural springs to uh, use the water for medicinal purposes. And so you've got the Indian hot springs located in town. And this is, I think, actually, this might be one of the more expensive Mint Never Hinge stamps that I went with. It was uh, from the 1934 Bureau issue. It's that, um, it's that, oh shoot, what is it? If I can carefully take a look here. The 14 cent blue uh, Native American like Indian chief. I don't know if this is modeled after a specific tribe or a specific chief, but it's just a beautiful, um, beautifully engraved uh, Indian chief in a, in a full headdress. And I'm sure you would recognize it if you saw it at uh, 14 cents. So that was probably the most expensive. Now, I should also mention if you're embarking on such projects, you do not need to get mint never hinged. I think that the amount of gum that is disturbed on a mint hinge stamp is so minimal that a mint hinged stamp will fit onto a uh, card and serve this purpose just fine. I may have done that with a couple of these stamps. Again, not many of them are very old or very valuable, but I think for when I did my Boulder County post office project that's coming up here, I think I did recognize that getting some of these prexies in mint never hinge condition was going to be pretty expensive so i went with some mint hinge and that really reduces the cost so i'm about three minutes out from idaho springs uh, and then after idaho springs i'm gonna just need golden and lafayette and i think my project will be done and then we can sit back and reflect and you guys can take a look at the finished project let me know what you think and uh, we'll take it from there I'll check in with you again soon. Okay, I'm back in the car, rolling out of Idaho Springs. Great little post office. Uh, certainly another very interesting mountain town. If you're through Idaho Springs, you got to get some Bojo's Pizza. Great coffee, great ice cream, just a great town to be in. Uh, also a place where we frequently stop at McDonald's and the gas station because we have little girls with little bladders. So we, we, excuse me, 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 myself and I, back on the road, headed now to Golden. So I kind of feel like the mountain town experience is done. I'm gonna be heading out of the mountains. I'm gonna be heading into the foothills as I make my way to Golden, Colorado. 
and I will be stepping into that post office and then I will be on my way back home to Boulder County now. I'm a little bit nervous about Golden because the, uh, boy, the, the, the round dated device that they used last time I made a cover, that was really weird. It was very big and just looked really unusual. It was one of those where instead of changing the numbers in the center of the device, you kind of rotate the outer aspect of the circle and like an indicator arrow points to the date number. Really, really weird. So I'm hoping that I get there before any kind of afternoon rush. Uh, and uh, I think this was a place where one of the clerks gave me a little bit of sass and was not up for helping me out. And I really almost had to ask to talk to the postmaster and show them their, uh, their procedure manual that clearly states that stamp collectors can request and the clerk will grant this service. So anyway, who wants to be that guy? I don't want to be that guy. I just want to have a nice drive to Golden, get to that post office, get my postmark, and then get on my way home. It's now three o'clock. The kids are getting out of school. My wife is picking them up like a champ that she is while I continue on this philatelic journey. I don't really think that this whole process would take me more than two or three hours. It's all about the timing and it, it's all about getting in and getting out quickly. It's, it's really been fine. Uh, it's really been going well. So um, that, that uh, previous cover that I mentioned that I took to Golden, that was a cover commemorating the, oh man, I do so many of these. Let's say it was the 150th anniversary of the birth of Buffalo Bill Cody, Frontiersman, Pony Express rider, Medal of Honor recipient, uh, Army, uh, veteran. So he passed away when he was in Denver. I know he's from Wyoming and spent time in a lot of other states. However, he died in Denver, so it was very contentious at the time, but his body was laid to rest at the top of uh, Lookout Mountain, which is a great place to visit. And this is so cool. Uh, you know, philately and stamp collecting has allowed me to explore my life and my environment and my surroundings. As I've mentioned a million times, I've driven on I-70 my whole life. I've always seen Buffalo Bill's grave. I've always seen Lookout Mountain exit. Never taken it. Now, if my parents took me there and I don't remember, I apologize, but I really did not know what this was all about, Buffalo Bill's grave. So I was finally able to, um, I should also mention over winter break, when academia kind of grinds to a halt and there's no students to teach or research to uh, undertake, that's a good time for me to stop and think and evaluate what's going on. So I make my plans for the upcoming year of interesting philatelic projects. So one of my January 2021 projects was again, the 150th anniversary of the buff of Buffalo Bill Cody. So I got some postal stationery. That's one of those envelopes that has a pre-embossed graphic and a uh, postage value. So it was like a Buffalo which I thought was appropriate, and I got a lot of other stamps. Now, this might have been my shortcoming and my failure. I got a lot of stamps. So the poor postal clerk had no option, really, but to strike my envelope four or five times. So, of course, this is not ideal because it's really messing up the design and obscuring the graphics on the postage stamps, but I thought it would be great to have a Medal of Honor stamp, a Buffalo stamp, a, uh, an army stamp. I just had a stamp for almost every aspect of Buffalo Bill's life. 
and I'm sure I worked in a Colorado and a Wyoming stamp as well. Speaking of Wyoming, there's somebody from Wyoming right in front of me. Hello, Wyoming. So I thought it would be a good idea. And in hindsight, I don't know. I really have uh, been coming up with more clever ways of arranging stamps on covers so that way they can still get one strike of the round dated cancel device and still leave enough room in the left for me to develop some sort of cachet. Now for Buffalo Bill's memorial cachet envelope, I went to Adobe Illustrator. I found a, a very famous photograph of Buffalo Bill Cody, public domain, freely available to use. I put that again as the background layer in Adobe Illustrator, locked that layer, added another layer and traced his likeness using vector imagery. Now I also was able to print that out. I uh, was very careful because I only had one postal stationery envelope, so I was very brazen uh, in doing this and it did print out just fine. I got Buffalo Bill on the left as a cachet. I've really loved using color pencil on envelopes. It just really allows me detail and they're very forgiving. The ink doesn't smear or smudge or bleed. So I really recommend colored pencil. I colored in the vector graphic that I made of Buffalo Bill. It was almost like a bust, if you will. I added some text about the, the what this was commemorating. And then I was able, again, to go to Golden because the rules that you make when you set these are, are your own. I thought I would pick the post office that was closest to where Buffalo Bill was laid to rest. And it happens to be this post office in Golden that I am headed off to. So. Here we go. I am uh, coming around uh, Beaver Brook, uh, Beaver Hill, Floyd Hill, I should say. And I am on my way to my second to last post office of the day. It's been a marathon, eight down, two to go. And I will be checking in with you to see how and report back on how Golden treated me, how it all went down. And then uh, we'll be on the last leg to Lafayette, Colorado. See ya. Okay, leaving Golden. Again, really nice time of day to do all this. It's around 3.40 in the afternoon and there's no lines at the counter. So I think that the clerks are probably appreciate that and they're more likely to grant my request. Now I did go to Golden and I told you that Golden was a bit of a grab bag and they have this really funky round date cancel and they had that same one. And I did show the woman that I've been doing this for, you know, this is my ninth post office and she got to see what's available. And I said, you know, do you have the smaller one? And she did. She changed the date for me, but it was, it was not very uh, good shape. It wasn't used very often. It was locked up in a back room. And so I think what that meant is it was just off balance. It was just not in a good place. So um, we practiced on paper, at least I know that much now. Don't make your first strike with the device on your actual item. Make sure you're practicing on paper. I bring my own notebook, so that way I can practice that way. Um, they, they may offer paper at the post office, but just go with your own. And so I bring, um, I bring a day planner and I practice that way.
Yeah, so I was saying that uh, the cancellation device, I thought the bigger one would be better because the smaller one was a little off and wasn't complete around the circle. But man, this, uh, again, this golden cancel strikes again. It's really weird. It's got all 31 possible days in a month around the perimeter. The arrow is probably pointing to 25. It's really hard to see. I did a good hit on the stamp at least. But the, the perimeter is like red and the center is black. It is really weird. It's very extensive. It's very hard to make out golden. And uh, there's just a lot of ink. So I'm really glad I, I, again, I brought a glassine envelope to let this thing dry and to make sure it wasn't getting smudged. That's another pro tip. Uh, make sure you have something to put your, your canceled item in that whether, you know, it's that it won't smudge, whether it's like another one of these planners with a bunch of pages. But anyway, uh, that was pretty weird. So, you know, it's not going to be perfect. And maybe I should do, um, maybe what I should do is I should do two of everything. And then I have one that's the test and one that's the real. So pretty wild and uh that's what's going on right now i'm i'm on my way to golden no excuse me left golden home stretch i'm on my way to lafayette so i think i'm gonna get going here because it's getting to the end of the day a lot of traffic and i want to make sure i make it to my final post office on time thanks for hanging in there i will be reporting back after that